I don't know what it was. He's walking upright like a man. Sightings in and around Vermont. Bigfoot sightings across New England have been reported. Red glowing eyes, about seven feet tall. Red eyes, big old fangs, claws coming out through. Three inches long, you know, just sharp as they could be. There has been another UFO sighting flying over the Royal Botanic Gardens. There are 500 UFO sightings in the world every month. The truth is out there. So, Brandon. Yes, sir. It's been hot. It's been wild. Yesterday was 92 and humid as hell. Oh, man. I, uh, I went to a, a toy convention yesterday in okay. uh, Beacon, which I, I posted on my Instagram. So if you follow me on Instagram, you've already seen it. Um, and so this happened after I left, but uh, I was looking at like people's posts from it like yeah. after the fact. Um, and one person that I follow, who's uh, Dan Larson from Toy Galaxy, uh-huh. um, he uh, he had some like action figures that he was selling, right? Yeah. Um, mostly just like Marvel Legends. There was a few Halo figures, some uh, Transformers. Uh-huh. Um, so Marvel Legends have like a softer plastic, right? Because yeah. they're like the six inch figures. And um, he literally he had a uh, Winter Soldier like from the movie. Yeah. And he took the feet in his hand and just like loop, 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 loop. Yeah. and then could just like detach all the parts oh, and like God. everything could come apart like yeah. which is not typically how Marvel Legends work but yeah. that just shows you how fucking hot it was <laughs> so it's yeah. been freaking ridiculous recently I've been I, I put a pause on potty training my daughter because it's just mm-hmm. gets it's too hot in the living room to like mm-hmm. fairly ask her to just sit on the potty and watch uh her, sit. her shows. Shit. And I I no, not sit, shit. Um shit and sit. Which by the way had a whole if you if you're on Discord, uh, you saw you saw what happened. Oh, I she, did uh, see that. I hate she, it. It was she I was with her all all 4th of July week um cuz school was closed mm-hmm. for for that and we're I was yeah. working on potty trainer and she's been doing good. She pees in it. We take it to the toilet, put it in there, flush it and go bye. Anyway, she's on mm-hmm. the toilet on the her potty. She stands up. She shits on the floor and then she sees me get up to try to like pick her up, which to her means, "Oh, this is the game we play where he tries to chase me." So then she with her her little shit feet run runs around the living room just leaving little doo-doo footprints all over the floor and, uh, and i'm lucky she was wearing shoes i just threw her shoes out um uh, oh Cause, god because otherwise you'd have to throw her feet out and that's like a whole thing uh, there's you have to call people it's a whole it's a whole big deal mm-hmm. but she's putting my carpet shampooer to the test i mean i i so you you've owned your own sh- carpet shampooer i assume that i right? do yeah 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 okay 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 we got Cause it, like it was before we were like let's try for a kid or, or as soon as she was pregnant um we're like all right we're gonna get a good carpet shampoo because we have cats and babies crawl yeah, and yeah. shit like little idiots because mm-hmm. they can't walk so mm-hmm. we we uh vacuumed the whole house moved all the furniture shampooed everything and i just mm-hmm. kept it because i'm like i'll probably have to at some point do it again and it, it's coming mm-hmm. handy yeah because because uh shampoo in that carpet can be expensive if you're renting 
I Jesus Christ. So I I own my own shampooer and it's a decent shampooer. Mm-hmm. But I got a message from the same company that I bought my vacuum from, who's very close. It's Aris Electrolux, Electrolux, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they're they're offering fr- um they're like, "Hey, if you want, we'll shampoo your house for you." And here like for a discount and here's I don't know, 10%, whatever it was. She was almost four grand to have some other guy come in and shampoo your house. It's not you're not buying the shampooer. They show up, shampoo it, and then leave. Mm-hmm. For, I think that was for a room. I was like, "Holy shit, Jesus!" Well, you, I mean, if you're paying that kind of money, goddamn, there better be a lot of shit. I'm sure, sure, their vamp, vampire shampooer is like. I got the best one you could get from, like, Lowe's. I'm sure uh-huh. theirs is, like, a whole nother level, but I'm still like, no. No. Absolutely not. Dude, I, I, my house is a, like, I try my best to keep up with cat litter, and, um, it's almost impossible, I gotta say. Even, like, so, if, if you have to shampoo your carpet, that sounds yeah. like a nightmare, to me, because it's yeah. already bad enough to just vacuum the litter up, because I have to, because basically I have to sweep or vacuum multiple times a day, and yeah. I'm not starting that fucking vacuum up multiple times a day, so. <laughs> Shampooing is easy, it's just, it's a, basically a vacuum with, a, like, a water tank on it, but. Uh, I, I remember my parents had one back when we uh, we lived in Kingston, yeah. and uh, we had carpeting. We had a, uh, it's. It's good to have, but also makes you realize how disgusting people are when you have to dump out that water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The um my my family when we lived in Kingston, uh, we lived in a house that was uh uh it was from the seventies. Yeah. So it had like the shaggiest of shag for the longest time. Oh, I think eventually my parents replaced it with hardwood, if my yeah. memory is correct. Um you just but, tear up your carpet, sand down the the yeah. surface of the wood, throw down some bone, and you're good. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, no, I remember, I remember carpet cleaners. Um, it was it was a time. It they're, was a time. They're great if you have a toddler with a stomach bug and you have to remove the contents of the toddler from inside of your mattress. Fair, <laughs> fair. They I get, mean, it gets the smells out. I will say this, if um if I did have carpet, more carpet than I do, I would absolutely have to get a shampooer because Dakota, uh I think it's cuz the 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 temperature Christina yeah. thinks it's the temperature change which I kind of agree with. He's been shedding like a motherfucker lately. Oh, yeah. Um and he's just been hairballing constantly. <laughs> yeah. So, like like he used to usually he gorges himself, right? Because yeah. he's he's a cat and he's a dumbass, right? Yeah, it's That's his fetish. Do. Yeah, it's his thing. Um but he's been getting hairballs lately and you know, it's been increasing since the temperature's been going up, so it's probably the temperature. Um but uh I'm like, Jesus Christ cat, how did you have that much hair in your esophagus? <laughs> Cause like like I'll I'll go and like I'll I'll hear like I'll hear the telltale sa- sign of a hairball. Yeah. Which for him, he's very quiet about it. Oh, does he like, do the thing where he goes like under a table or like finds his like puke corner? No, 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 no. He doesn't. He just pukes wherever he wants. He, just has he owns no shame. The fucking 
He owns the fucking house. It's gotcha. his house. So he doesn't he doesn't even cover shit, man. Oh, God. Like, do you think he's going to have a, a puke corner where he hides and pukes? No. He's just going to puke wherever he has to puke. Um, but, uh... So like I'll I'll hear the I'll hear the like wet slap of a little bit of the kibbles that he had because yeah. because it's almost never just the hairball right there's yeah. almost always like a little bit of kibble or something along those lines so I'll hear the wet slap and I'll be like all right time to go clean <laughs> and the most recent one was like it was like it, it it was like damn near a foot worth of hair god damn. That's yeah, like, and I'm just, I'm just like cat. That's how like the fuck Christmas time when you see the cat like chewing something. You're like, what do you have? And there's like a little piece of ribbon sticking out of their mouth, and you start to pull it and pull it, and you're like, Jesus Christ, how long is your body? Oh, uh, you also you you have to be very careful with that, especially if you see it coming out of the butt. Don't pull that shit because that that'll that could harm the cat. Oh severely. yeah, yeah, you got to get it before it gets to the squiggly bits. Yeah, because yeah. then if you pull it out while it's in the butt, you're basically pulling shit out of your cat's body, which is uh, not how that is supposed to happen. No, no. There's a reason we all don't come with our own shit strings. Oh, and so Erica, bought, it was very well-intentioned. I was like, hey, we're low on cat litter if you're going out to the store. A different mm-hmm. brand of cat litter, which caused oh, my no. one cat to be like, well, I'm just not using the litter box anymore. And decided mm-hmm. to go just behind my guitar rack. So the, I had to shampoo this office because it. I cleaned up all the poop, but I didn't realize she also peed until it got very hot and humid, and that, oh, and then that you, releases then you the really smells knew. from the carpet. So I had to shampoo. You this really office. knew. You really knew. I that really point. knew. Last episode, yeah. I recorded in that. It was rough. Oh, I am so sorry. It was rough. I also speaking. Oh, did, oh no. no, I was just saying. I didn't realize how many guitars are in this room until uh, I had to like. Empty the, them. Empty the room of everything so I could free up the carpet. Yeah, there's there's nothing quite like uh ha- like cleaning out your hobby room, being like, oh shit, I have more stuff than I thought I did. Yeah, like man, this shit really. Di- it got to the, like it got to the point where like the living room, which is a third of the size of this room, there was no more space in it, <laughs> and I was like, how does all this shit fit in this room? Same thing happened when I moved out of my parents' house because I had like my bedroom. And that was it. <laughs> and then I moved into this house. And uh-huh. they're like, how did you fill this entire house with just shit that was in your bedroom? It's magic of it's the magic of space. Uh you you find a it's it's like it's like life in Jurassic Park. You it find a way. way. You find a way. You find a way. Yeah, because it, there's there's twelve eleven or twelve ish guitars in here. And they take up, they're in a, packed in here in a way that they take up as little room as possible. But mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. if you're moving them from, like, the things they belong in to, like, say, a couch or a bed, you're laying yeah. the, they're and not their most optimistic. It, it took up so they're much, optimistic. much room. They're optimistic. They're optimistic. They're, they're hopeful that they'll fit in the space. Yeah, not their, their most, like... The, the optimal. No, optimal. I, I knew what yeah. you meant. I was just being an asshole. Listen, I had to wake uh, up at fucking five o'clock because stupid ass tornado on the one day yeah, week I don't work. There was like three of them in a row, which is wild considering the fact we live we live in the Hudson Valley, which kind of like historically not a very tornado heavy place. I don't remember them growing up, but they could also just be like adults, like not they've 
they've gotten they've gotten but more frequent. We have at least one touchdown a year the last few years, I believe. Um, in just in like Socrates, which is like the area I got lumped in on. Um, mm-hmm. I know the one year I saw funnel clad. I don't know why I'm pointing because literally nobody can see what I'm pointing at. But literally over, nobody can see over there was a funnel cloud the other year. <laughs> well, I you see the thing is I know where it is, and even then I only know where it is because I have a good sense of direction. Yeah, you do. Or, or like everyone was kind of outside, like, damn, that looks a lot like a funnel cloud. And well, fuck. And uh, one of the guys at work is a friend that works in DOT. So when we had the tornado touchdown on two oh nine. Mm-hmm. Which is a road that means nothing to nobody, um, unless no, you're us. No, that 209, 209 is a fucking long-ass road. Oh, that's right. It's like it the goes East down Coast. To like, it goes down, like, past, like, Pennsylvania, I think. If yeah. I, I think you can get to Pennsylvania on 209. Yeah. What, so, like, not, not, an, in, that's, a, that's a road that, like, an East Coast person might actually understand. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, yeah. one of the DOT guys sent my buddy a, t- a video of just like, oh, shit, I'm out here on the highway. <laughs> There's just a tornado. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tried to look up 209 length, and it uh, it, set, it gave me a convert 209 in- inches to feet. So um, that's, that's going to be the moment that we pivot because uh, that's... 211.7 miles. 200. That's fucking long. Yeah. Um, so other people than just locals might know about that road. Maybe. Possibly. possibly. It's possible. It's possible. Um, anywho. So Brandon. This is Cryptopedia. The you and I talk about, about shit. Yeah. And I'm John. I'm Brandon. And Brandon, this week we're going to cover a topic uh, that it's been two years since we talked about it. And before that, it was two years since we had talked about it before then. So this is um, kind of like uh, Jeepers Creepers, where every 22 years, he comes back and has to like feast on like the brains of house cats. or so. I, don't, I don't remember. Basically, um, but also it gave me... I felt horrified when I realized that it had been two years since I did the previous one. Yeah. And two years since I had done that one and done the one that was like in the same series oh, before that. That's how um, long this has been happening. Yeah, I hate it. Uh, I hate existence. Everything, everything hurts. Um, existence anywho, is pain. Existence is, in fact, pain. There is no question about that. So, Brandon, I thought, and a part of this, a part of me thinking this, was because I was like, all right, what do I want to do my episode on? Right? Yeah. Uh, do I want to do... So, I found a few interesting things. Like, I found... Uh, so, I found this, like tier list or like uh iceberg iceberg i found yeah. an iceberg of cryptids that i shared with brandon and i didn't share with the group uh the discord because i didn't want to uh give away my secrets um <laughs> so i was looking through that and i was looking at some of the more obscure ones i'm like there's a story about a fucking talking cockroach hey, um it sounds so like i found to net- like the, uh, yeah it's it, with bugs there's Bunny. literally there's literally a scene it's literally a thing that's in courage the cowardly dog oh, there's no literally shit. an episode with with the talking cockroach yeah so i ended up spending 15 bucks on a book um and i was reading through the book and i i posted something from the the book to the the discord yeah. um and one of the things was uh so they have sources at the end of the book and when i say sources i mean that in the loosest fucking possible oh, that's what this was from way yes so they had a they had a thing on Springheel Jack and they were like 
stories are too vague to come up with a source. And I'm like, motherfucker, I had like 20 sources on spring Jack when I wrote my spring Jack episodes. Yeah. So like... On, try harder. Yeah, it... it, it Episode Anywho. 48 and 50, by the way, if anyone's uh, so curious. So I... I I was looking into the, the, the talking cockroach story, and I'm like, I wonder where the, this person heard this. And it's like, personally talked to Peggy. And I'm like, okay. So I have no idea. Like, they haven't established any bona fides about this person. There's no provenance to this story. It is yeah. just what they say. Cool. So that's not going to be a full episode. Um, <laughs> so... I ended up I ended up being like, all right, I guess it's time. And um much like the uh person who wants attention in high school will dust off their uh their um uh, uh knee brace, yeah. right? As they need to be the center of attention. I was like I opened my chest and I pulled out the fearsome critters. Oh yeah. So I was going to do a Fearsome Critter Grab Bag episode today uh-huh. um, because uh, a lot of Fearsome crit- Critters don't have that much like meat on their bones in terms of stuff like that, Yeah, right? Like uh, like uh, old spider legs from the last one. Not exactly, uh, not exactly a cryptid we can make a lot of hay out of, so to yeah. speak. Um, but uh, that didn't happen this week. And uh, uh, Brandon, did you uh, did you were you able to get to the the show notes? Yeah, I'm in the copy. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> um, so uh, it's been two years, and uh, in addition to the the reasons that I just stated, the the like uh, my emergency my emergency box of fuck, I have a thousand, I have a bunch of ideas, but none of them are things that I want to do in this the time span that I have. Yeah. Um, because because I had. Basically, my 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 life, uh, everything that I need, to, like I had like a month of nothing, needing to do nothing. Yeah, and then everything happened at once, and it, it it's just the way that it is. My life is is more or less just like periods of dullness <laughs> to periods of all the things. Um, but Brandon, the jackalope was calling to me this time. It was calling. It was calling. It's a John. I need to write two thousand words about me and my buddies. Yes. Well, yes, yes. That is that is what it said. It uh it threatened me too. So um yeah. I I was threatened by the jackalope. <laughs> uh don't don't trust just jackalopes in general. They're violent. Uh as we'll get to in a second here. They, um they also edge a lot. They do. It's that solid masturbation it's, joke. Get it jackalope? Yeah, it's it's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> Um, so as a review to, uh, people who have not, well, it's been two years, so I'm going to review what, what Fearsome Critters are yeah. because it's been two years. So even if you're like, a like a, I listen every week, every other week, cause we don't do every week anymore because that, that was killing us. Um, yeah, yeah. that, that, that was, that was not healthy. No. Um, cause, cause a lot of the times, uh, podcasts that have like research have assistants they have researchers yes who, who um, then present their information to the hosts that they pay um yeah. so uh as a review fearsome critters are an assortment of tall tales and local legends 
Um, initially, they were canonically collected in a 1939 book by Henry H. Tryon, Fearsome Critters. Um, if you remember from the Hoop Snake and Hodak episodes, these stories originated from lumberjack camps. Um, the stories themselves are, in essence, improv and an an ancestor to the modern fishing tale. And if this sounds familiar, it does because I just fucking copied this from the, oh, the fearsome critter grab bag. Um, because I didn't feel like writing this again. Um, in his forward, uh, essay, Tyron def- describes the tropey. Yes. And of two people, uh, in the no messing with some of the in- initiative. Right. Uh, yeah. Basically it's a, it's a hazing ritual, right? Yeah. Um, uh, mixed with, it's a hazing ritual, ritual mis- mixed with, I'm gonna fuck and mess with the 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 squares who don't know. Yeah, it's like, um, and I think I might have mentioned this in, in one of the previous ones, and I'm sure I'm gonna get it wrong. Is it snark hunting? That the that bird snipe 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 hunting, like when your uncle or whatever takes you out in the backwoods with like a flashlight and a and a pillowcase or a paper bag, and they're like, "There's this bird. If you shine this flashlight through the back of the bag, the bird's gonna fly into the bag, and you can catch it. So go out back and mm-hmm. catch some of these birds." Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The snipe hunt, um, which is weird because there are actually snipes, and the term sniper comes from being able to shoot a snipe because they're small birds. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So, anywho, uh, as a result, some of these legends have more and less meat. As I mentioned before, you know, we got we got a uh, spider legs there, right? He's not yeah. he's not exactly the most famous. Um, but we also have like the hodag and uh, uh, uh you know the hoop snake and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, as a primary resource that like kind of kicks off what I'm doing, I'm going to be using Lumberwoods again, uh, as the basis because they have like the fearsome critters, all that stuff. Although in this particular case, I'm using their database of fearsome critters. Okay. Um, because it turns out, uh, this week's critter doesn't have an entry in the Henry H. Tryon Fearsome Critters book, which oh, is interesting. Yeah. And I was, I, I, to this day, I'm still surprised by that, but there's a reason, and we'll yeah. get into that. Um, additionally, if you want to hear about other Fearsome Critters, uh, check out episodes 24, 26, and 90 of this very podcast. So, Brandon. Yes, sir. Um, if you had to pick the most memorable fearsome critter, which one would you pick personally? Jackalope. Like, what do you think is the jackalope? Yeah, jackalope. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it turns out the jackalope is not one of Henry Tryon's fearsome critters. Oh no shit. Um, no, and there might be a good reason for that, but we'll get to it in a second. Uh, and by a second, I mean probably in like forty-five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard to overstate the presence of a jackalope in the field of tall tales from American frontiers. Um. Besides being our $5 monthly patrons, which thank you, uh, the jackalope is a chimera of American folklore, uh, getting its name from its composite parts, the jackrabbit and the antelope, which is kind of funny considering the fact that most jackalope have deer horns and not antelope horns. Yeah. Um, Visually, it is a distinctive beast. It takes the form of a jackrabbit adorned with a pair of antelope horns. And by that, I mean deer horns. Yes. Because they, they look a lot more like a deer horn than they look like an antelope horn. But uh, jack-a-ear doesn't, doesn't roll off the tongue as much as jackalope no. does. Um, so, to clarify for those of you out there, uh, if you haven't heard of or seen a jackalope, it is uh, it is a rabbit with horns. That is that is pretty much yeah. the long and short. Antlers. Antlers, even. Yeah. 
Um, in, in all honesty, I think uh, that the Jackalope might be my first encounter with a cryptid. I think like, it's a lot of people's. Of, right? Because like, yeah. I, I remember visiting a house and somebody having a taxidermied uh, Jackalope on their wall. Yeah. Right? Well, they're in a lot of cartoons, too. Like, they weren't just pop culture. If yeah, people they're, make they're, jokes. Yeah. They're pretty they're pretty famous. They're pretty famous like cryptid in quotes. Cause like yeah. I I'd say fearsome critter is more appropriate than cryptid, right? Absolutely. Um So the American Jackalope loves the full moon, whiskey, and playing tricks on unwitting unwitting victims with a mean streak a mile wide, which <laughs> Yeah. I love those sayings. What? Something like, oh, he's got a mean streak a, a mile wide. Or he's the fastest that- jacker in the west of the Mississippi. <laughs> well, the, the mean streak a mile wide is a, re- a specific reference, Brandon. Is it now? It is. It is. Did Have you not seen Monty Python's Holy Grail? I have seen Monty Python's Holy Grail. Do you not remember the, the rabbit? Yeah. Is that where that originates from? Yes. That's, He's got a mean streak a mile wide. That's what I think Tim says. That's the first instance of someone saying that? Oh, I don't know, but that's oh. that's the reference that oh. I was making. Gotcha. Okay. I thought you were saying Monty Python invented it, and I was like, holy shit. They might have. Who the fuck knows? I mean, the existence of the word spam, like, in ter- the context of, like, mail comes yeah. from them because of the spam sketch, and, like, what would end up happening is... People would post spam, spamity, spam, spamity, spam in old message boards because yeah. they could just re, they could just control V, paste it, and it would be like they were saying, yeah. and they could like just troll the fuck out of people with it. But yeah, um, but Brandon, uh, returning to the jackalope, uh, the creature, which has a mean streak of mile Y, of course, uh, of course, is so violent that the customary hunting gear. Includes a set of stovepipes that you wear on your legs oh, so it can't gore you. So, super fucking violent creature. Fear, oh, fearsome, yeah. fierce. By all, it is a fearsome critter. Sounds There's like no chihuahua. doubt about that. Yeah. Um, the jackalope is said to, ha- said according to Walker D. Wyman, have a cry like that of a human and has been known to hum with the lilt of a shanty, oh, of the old shanty boy songs that once made the rafters ring into the lumber camps. Oh, good. Yes. Shanty. I love um, a good sea, sea shanty. Yeah. Which, I, well, I guess... Which, by the way, Wellerman is not a sea shanty for many reasons. What is Wellerman? The, the, the Wellerman comes something, 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 rum. That song that was, like, popular for, like, a minute. Oh, okay, okay. It's, it's, it, it's a good song. It's it's themed around the vibe of a sea shanty, but it doesn't have the functional parts because it's literally it, it's it's directly involved with like the repetition of labor, of which Wallerman does not fit into any of those and the specific calls that different people on the ship would make. Well, it's, in it's order singing to in rounds, specific tasks, right? Like part of a sea shanty is like singing in rounds and like. Everyone. Well, there's the repeat thing, but there's like certain tasks that you had to perform on a ship as a group needed a, uh-huh. s- a specific order, like number of steps repeated uh-huh. and a specific order of operations. So the sea shanties are literally like call and respond, but it's call and respond to like the specific rhythm of like performing a task as a group. And mm-hmm. then like it repeats by like if you had to do a thing this many times, well, that's just why the song does it that many times because it's more like. You need to get a big group of people 
to work in unison. Otherwise, like, everyone dies of, like, scurvy and, like, weird anime mm-hmm. porn. Um. All right, I'm going to let that one hang because I, I just I just don't even know. <laughs> um. So initial reports of the jackalope. Uh, initial reports of like like, and when I say initial reports, I mean like the first like documented instance of the jackalope, which yeah. was in Walker D. Hyman's book. Um, placed the jackalope in an Augusta, Wisconsin, with the alleged with an alleged subspecies of the Great Plains, uh, known as the Akali area jackalope. Okay. However, Brandon, the official original home of the jackalope okay. uh, is Douglas, Wyoming. A town so enmeshed in the jackalope's lore that they have a jackalope hunting license that you can access on their town website. Oh hell yeah! Um, the license is particularly interesting with a history of the for the jackalope included on the obverse side, which I'm going to just read their history because uh, it's kind of great. Uh, I've cut a little bit of it out because it's kind of like redundant and pointless because like, yeah. there's a bit about like uh, where the deer and the antelope and the jackalope play or something like that, yeah. um, which is dumb but anyway so the story goes paleontologists have been unable to precisely designate the prehistoric paleontologists have been unable to precisely designate the prehistoric origins of the jackalope pedigris lipus lapis oh come on yeah uh, which is not even anywhere near close to the the uh, no the scientific also, name of the jackalope I just of, a, up, of a rabbit. You can just print it out. Flip, like. Well, there's some there are some things to it. You do have to also take an IQ test, and you can't have an IQ less than fifty two or greater than seventy. I think I might have that number. Wait, wrong. what? I just have the PDF. I just want to print this out on some like nice cardstock and just have yeah. it. Well, also make sure that you pay attention to when you're allowed to to hunt the jackalope, but we'll get to that in a second. Within the boundaries of Converse County, Wyoming on Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> so, um many many have ascribed the recent evolutionary leap. Oh, yeah. Uh much like humans, there appears to be a missing leap, which I've added John Ugg to my copy because it's not how evolution works um many have ascribed the recent evolutionary leap to simply uh a cross between the jackrabbit and a variety of other animals normally an antelope or a small deer so um they're pitching the idea that a rabbit and an antelope or small deer just fucked one out and uh (laughs) had a a jackalope they just banged it out and that's how how jackalopes happen yep that's that's 100 percent how it works um (laughs) The first recorded sighting of a jackalope was by Roy Ball, an occasional sober trapper, occasionally sober trapper, who who staggered into the Wyoming ta- ta- territory around 1829. The existence of the jackalope was known prior uh, to that. It was known only known prior to that to the through Native American legends. Mister Ball was the first to record that the jackalope mated during flashes of lightning common to violent thunderstorms on, of the prairies. This, however, is yet to be confirmed by modern zoologists. I'm gonna have to try that next time there's a thunderstorm. Like, hey, hey, wait, and then like you hear the thunder, and you're like, go, 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 and then there's thunder mm-hmm. again. It's like, ah, shit, now we gotta stop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the that that is how long you can fuck for. That's how long they fuck. They're fast. They're fast. They're fast. They fast, boy. Um, so during the 1800s, Wyoming abounded with many animals that which are now extinct. 
Among them were the buffalo, the grizzly bear, the black-footed ferret, and the saber-toothed jackalope. Okay. Unwritten folklore was filled with stories of the vicious and unusual characteristics of the giant saber-toothed jackalope. These included their attacks on windmills, barbed wire fences, and wagon trains. Um, so I guess I guess saber-toothed jackalopes were just Don Quixote. Yeah. Um, yeah. They might be giants. Which works in a lot of ways. Um, so the fact that most sightings occurred near and around taverns isn't unusual, since almost all Western folklore originated in and around taverns. Yes, fair. So although this, the saber-toothed jackalope was known to be a carnivore with no- nocturnal hunting habits, in its smaller cousin, it and it in its smaller cousin, the pronghorn jackalope, which is the one that people usually think of. Uh, were famous for their uh, imitation of human voices and ability to carry a tune. Many cowboys reported as uh, they sang to their herds, they would hear the jackalopes joining in perfect harmony. Oh. The voice of the saber-toothed jackalope was easily distinguished from the small pronghorn as his voice was slightly deeper and contained a hint of the French accent, probably acquired from early trappers. Oh, good. Good. They had a pronounced lisp. <laughs> Uh, singing together, the large and s- larger and smaller jackalopes sounded much like Roy Rogers and Dale Evans. Oh God! Uh, which are country like famous country singers for those of you who don't know. Um. So, <laughs> as far as the terms of the license go, which Brandon started reading a little bit, um, which by the way is a non-resident license, uh, the hunter is given a license to hunt one, and I say one pronghorn jackalope in converse county wyoming on the fictional date of june 31st between sunrise and sunset yeah if the hunter fails to follow these terms they are subject to a 13 dollars fine and or a sentence of 13 months hard play in douglas what wyoming the fuck does hard play in quotes mean i don't know because i uh, don't know I, what year this license they had it's a pdf that one was 70 that one, the the one that you probably found was in the seventies, based on what I can because, the research like, I was able to find. Play in air quotes to me means like it's a form of kink. Like people mm-hmm. do different types of play. So what the fuck is hard play? Well, you see, it involves dislocating shoulders. Oh god, that's all I can say. <laughs> um. So in actuality, Brandon, uh, the American jackalope, and if you haven't been able to guess, um. That was all, that was all, like, yarn. That yeah. was all, like, like tall tale. Um, in actuality, the origin of the American jackalope can be traced to Ralph Herrick and his brother, Doug, in 1934, or 1932, really depends on who you ask. Don't this is one of those Doug. things. That's not fair to Doug's. Doug's know what they did. Ralph's are more, tr- more, I, I have, I have bad experiences with the individual's name, Ralph. So I'm more more recalcitrant when it comes to dealing with Ralph. Never met a Ralph. Never met a Ralph. No. Yeah, I met a Ralph who uh, who was so bad on meetings, and basically, basically, he would curse yeah. and like be angry on meetings. Yeah. And then he would also be angry and curse and say like he would say stuff like like basically shitting on our own product yeah. during meetings with clients with clients and is bad yeah everyone was just like what the fuck dude 
right? Yeah. It he became like the shorthand for the asshole. Gotcha. In our, my office, um, I think he was a contractor. No, he wasn't a contractor. He just yeah. worked in Boston. Um, See, cursing and anger ended- is generally. I've never been for. I've been doing what I do for uh, fifteen years now in a mm-hmm. couple different places. That's just normal. It's just cursing and anger in meetings. <laughs> No, that's fair. Although that being said, it was also IBM. Um yeah. and there's there's a lot of there's a different audience sometimes yeah. when it comes to that kind of like cursing in meetings for you, you're dealing with like mostly just engineers and like yeah. drafters, which you know, most engineers and drafters, they, they don't care. The second that you start incorporating like product leads and team leads and and uh, PMs and all sorts of shit like that. Oh, that's every yeah. It's, it's explicitly like engineers, well, engineering, program managers, directors of departments. And it, like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. Well, I guess things are just different over there. Um. <laughs> anywho, so long story short, that dude got uh, he got retired. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Oh, I know. Uh, what you mean. he was he was around long enough that they didn't want to fire him. Yeah. But you they, get told uh, they, you're retiring. Yeah, you get told you're retiring. I've seen a few and of those. That that happened to him. Anywho, yeah. um, so getting back to the story, the origin of the Ma- American Jackalope can be traced to Ralph Herrick and his brother Doug in 1934. And as I said before, it might be th- 1932, depending. Uh, I saw like a New York Times article that said that. Yeah, which fuck the New York Times in general. Uh. <laughs> Because they yeah. posted a, they posted like a a review of that fucking QAnon movie, and were like not hypercritical of it. There's they papers need to just fucking monitor their op eds instead of just putting all the dog shit out. Well, that's what earns the money, though. <laughs> but it's just such dog shit, and it's all of them. Not a single one has it. Like, grow fucking spine instead of just putting your dog shit out. Well, I mean, it journalism. In print media is dead. Yeah. So, um. Anywho, it's weird when it's weird when uh uh what was the name of that that site? Clickhole. Uh, Clickhole. Correct. The other the other thing from Clickhole. What was the what was it based off of? Dig. Uh, they did a bunch of listicles. Buzzfeed. Um, Buzzfeed. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. When Buzzfeed is breaking real news stories. Uh, and doing better journalism than the fucking New York Times, you know things have gone wrong. Good news, BuzzFeed's dead. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, anywho, so as the story goes, the pair of residents of Douglas, Wyoming, were taxidermists, or rather, not so much taxidermists as they had done a male correspondence course on taxidermy, and by yeah. definition, they... They were taxidermists, at least in that respect. Um, that being said, Ralph would absolutely go on to become a like full-time taxidermist. When we were um, clearing out my grandmother's house, when she moved to Texas, calm down, mm-hmm. um, my uncle did um, some... Ta- he had a taxidermy kit he got when he was a kid, and there was the most mm-hmm. fucked up looking squirrel in the attic. <laughs> like, like imagine like, uh, like, like a teenager doing his first taxidermy, and then it just decays over the next 30 years. <laughs> like a fucking zombie squirrel it was horrifying oh, my sister took no it. of course she did that yeah, that, yeah, that that tracks. is the least <laughs> that's the least surprising thing to me that sounds exactly something like she would have yeah, in like, like, yo you want this fucked up looking squirrel and she'd be like 
yeah, of course I want this. Of course up. I did. Why are you even asking? <laughs> yeah, just like, bring it. What to is? Me. Yeah. What are you doing? Why is it not in my possession already? Yeah, that is a. That's pretty much how I expected that conversation to go. Yeah. Um. So, so they were late to dinner one night, right? And yeah. recently they caught a rabbit and they laid it on the floor next to a pair of antlers for future taxidermy. So after coming back from dinner uh, and seeing the rabbit, which was near the horns, Doug said. Let's mount it the way it is. Um, in an act of gaff ta- taxidermy, a legend was born. The duo that. would sell the newly crafted jackalope to the real Roy Ball because there is an, of course, there's an actual Roy Ball. Yeah. Um, and not the it's it's they just took the name of the dude who bought the first fucking jackalope uh, for ten bucks. He would display it in the local Labonte Hotel. Where it would ultimately be stolen in 1977, oh, and in the article, so it got stolen in the September of 1977, and it's mentioned in the article that talks about the history of the jackalope. God, I which just is love great. Just fun taxidermy. Sometimes I go on eBay and just look at fun taxidermy. It's oh, I love it, Brandon. I love there's a there's a, pickled punks there's a, in like different sideshow gaffs. There, ah, oh. there. There's a super, there's a super wild one you're going to see later in this episode. Oh, sweet. It is the dumbest fucking taxidermy I've ever seen. Well, that's not true. There is the lion. The lion taxidermy does exist. I wanted to buy a red squirrel to give it, to build a little suit of armor for it, but Uh taxidermy is expensive. Well, we'll we'll talk about that too. Um, Do you have a line on cheap taxidermy? Because I'm about to ruin my daughter's childhood. <laughs> I have a line. I have a line on cheap taxidermied uh uh fucking jackalopes. Oh, nice. Um anywho. So, in the true spirit of uh uh oh wait. I skipped a section. Uh the gaff was a hit, right? Uh the brothers went on to make the creatures for sale to interested buyers. Doug apparently only made about a thousand of them, but Ralph he was fucking churning those things out for the rest of his life. Oh, shit. Um, and I think they were selling it for like $25 or something like that yeah. at the time, or like $35 uh, when the article was written. Um, the creature was so popular, it now adorns all manner of products and advertising, including the state lottery. Um, oh, God. In Douglas, you could even get canned jackalope milk. Hell Yeah. Uh, in the true spirit of fearsome critters, one of Ralph's favorite pastimes after making the jackalope as a source of income uh, was convincing people and reinforcing that the jackalope was real. Uh, according to one story recounted by Ralph in that article I told you about, uh, a man from California wearing a Hell's Angel jacket. And keep in mind, this is in the 70s. Yeah. So this is not like modern Hell's Angels. This is like... Fresh out of Vietnam, Helsing. <laughs> yeah, all right, right. Good. Like Throw this is there. this is this is the like this is the Hell's Angels that like was doing some shit. Yeah, um, they were the that was the Hell's Angels that you really didn't want to fuck with. Like you don't want to fuck with the Hell's Angels today, but like in the seventies, no. <laughs> um, so. He told Ralph that he wanted to catch some jackalopes and start a breeding farm. Okay. Um, Ralph, with what I can only assume balls of steel, uh, said that the creatures shed their antlers that time of year. Okay. Uh, that the man was in the region, 
and you can only hunt them in the winter. That oh, that might sound wild, but like if people don't know, like that's a th- just deer shed antlers. You can just find no, antlers. No, in the I woods. know, I know, I know. So like, I know that took that was a good in the moment little improv thing he did there. He did, he did. But like, I don't know if I would have been able to tell a 1970s Hell's Angels a lie about like fuck with him on that. Um, I mean, if, if he got you know, the Agent Orange really fucks with your lung capacity. You could probably outrun oh. a lot of them. Yeah, but they got motorcycles. Oh, yeah, that's the whole thing, that's, isn't it? That's they've, the whole they've deal. Got, they've got the motorcycles. <laughs> the motorcycle. That's the whole thing. <laughs> the motorcycle accounts for the, the weakness. Yeah. Um. So, uh, this this particularly becomes... like So, Ralph says that the dude never showed back up after that. Um, yeah. But it becomes, it becomes particularly hilarious when you consider that uh, Ralph said the following about telling people about the jackalope. People get real mad if you tell them there's no such thing as a jackalope. They take it very seriously. And why make people mad? Fine. I mean, that's that my that's he's that's my same spirit. <laughs> he he's he's a fucking troll. Like that that that's what he is at the end of the day. He's oh. a troll. So they're doing construction at work. There's an excavator. They blocked off a large portion of the parking lot. It, 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 so my favorite thing to do now is just to walk through different departments and be like, hey, do you know whose car they dinged with the excavator? But then just keep walking and not wait for a reply. It's it's so much fun. It's so much fun because then everybody thinks the car might have gotten hit with an excavator. It's great. Oh, God. It's just a fun thing to say out loud. That you're fucking nightmare you're you're a nightmare oh fucking god damn it brandon <laughs> just pass the like hey fred you see whose car they dinged with the excavator and just keep keep don't keep going got papers in my hand like i'm I, i'm actually going somewhere keep going so uh getting back to the so still trolling but whatever um, so to this day, you can still get a mashup of deer, antlers, and rabbits that can be proudly displayed in the room you're choosing. Um, I did a cursory glance on at Amazon, which indicates it's about 20 bucks. Oh, hell yeah. You can get one. Yeah. Um, which is like the current going rate for probably a shitty jackalope mount. Like, let's be real. It's probably right? bad, but over my workout area, I've got mounted, um, bullhorns. So yeah. I'd love to, they were there when I got the house there. I'd put them there, but I'd love to replace that with a jackalope. God damn it. Um, so culturally, the jackalope has spread far beyond Wyoming. Um, it's appeared in everything from a Pixar short uh, called Bounding to, and this is something I was not aware of even existing, uh, a show called America's Funniest People. What? Um, so, so you remember, so interesting fact. Um, so America's Funniest Home Videos, of course, Bob Saget. Right? Yeah. Right. Uh, turns out, what? You didn't know he died? Did he die? Yeah, he died in, like, a hotel in Florida, like, last year. <laughs> oh, yeah, that that's right. You're right. I forgot. R.I.P. Yep, January 9th, the Ritz-Carlton, Orlando. He fell and hit his head. Yeah. Fucking wow, gravity. Sucks. Um, takes another one from us. Ah, so I will destroy so, uh, gravity. So, um, Uncle Joey from Full House, yeah. right? 
he was one of the hosts of America's Funniest People. Really? Yeah. So I have a link to the a jackalope section in the show notes. Um, and it is, it's, it's, it's like, un, it's unhinged. Yeah. To say the least. So, so it starts out with like Uncle Joey. Oh, I think I've seen this. You've seen it? Well, this show before. Okay. Yeah. Not this particular uh, episode. Uncle Joey does his like weird voice and. By the way, Uncle Joey is uh, actually Dave Coulier. Um, Dave Coulier. Coulier? Coulier. Yeah, that's yeah. how you pronounce it. I've um, totally seen this before. I've, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So it's just like a stuffed animal that has deer yeah. horns on it that just like is hyper violent and like attacks a, a fucking post office dude. Yeah. Apparently this was like a recurring segment on it the was. show. Uh, it, it was. Yeah. They showed it all the time. So... Yeah, so that's that's the thing that that Jackalope has inspired uh, is a weird, a very bizarre '90s comedy segment. One of my favorite um, bits from the show. Uh, it's a lot of people's. Um, so Jackalopes also appear, of course, in video games, and there is a brewing company that's named after the Jackalope. Um, in fact, Brandon, the Jackalope was officially recognized by Wyoming, kind of. Uh, the state trademarked the name Jackalope in 1965 and credited Douglas Herrick as its creator. Hilariously, the Jackalope has been proposed as the mythical creature of Wyoming at least three times, passing what? in the state house before being killed in the Senate each time. Yeah, the Senate's probably like, why? Well, that just tells me that the house truly represents the people and the Senate represents the, the landed gentry. You sold me. Burn the Senate. <laughs> I saw I saw a pin the other day uh when I was in Beacon. Yeah. And it was uh it was a raccoon screaming eat the rich and yeah. I lo- not a raccoon, a possum screaming eat the yeah. rich and I loved it. It's great. Um it's a very good one. Uh also, uh there was a t- uh there was a pin for a character from Once Upon a Forest, which I don't know. Brandon, have you ever heard of Once Upon a Forest? Did you ever watch Once Upon a Forest? No. So it's a Hanna Barbera cartoon, um, or at least Hanna was responsible, like one of the members, yeah. like on the directing. Um, oh, the mole character! I have seen one yeah. before. So there was a mole, a rabbit, and a uh, mouse. I think yeah. were the three characters, like three main characters. Um, so they're they're in like the basically the the story, right? And I don't remember how much you remember. It's about like these little woodland creatures called when they're babies they're called furlings and it's like yeah. oh it's so cute it's adorable and then like about 10 minutes into the movie um a truck carrying and I shit you not the the thing on the truck says poison <laughs> uh it, it it it's a like you know it's a a tanker truck it veers off the side of the road crashes and leaks poison into the forest yeah. Right, so the like furlings are out of the the little village or whatever, and they go. They, they basically they they find out that something's happening. Yeah. So uh, they run into the village to try and help people, and one of them is a three year old named Michelle, which for some reason like the ages of things in this this universe don't match with the ages of like actual animals would be because why the fuck would they? Um, 
she goes into the house trying to find her parents and she succumbs to the poison gas. Yeah. Um, and one of the main characters, the little like mouse girl, goes in and saves Michelle, the little badger girl, uh-huh. and takes her out of the of the house after having seen Michelle's dead parents. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it shows these to be dark. The plot of the movie is the three main characters trying to find uh like something to cure the poisoning. Yeah. Right? And along the way, they get into an accident with... They, they get into, a, like, an encounter with an owl who tries to eat them. Because bear in mind, they are all animals that an owl will eat. Yeah. Right? And then the movie... The movie concludes with a bunch of humans, like, cleaning up the forest. And yeah. it's probably one of the... Fu- it's a fucking terrifying sequence. <laughs> right? They end up saving Michelle who's the little ratchet girl, yeah. and basically every other kid's parent is alive except Michelle. Because fuck Michelle, that's why. Because fuck, fuck you, Michelle. Michelle in particular. <laughs> um, anywho, I found a, a pin of that, and I was like, what the fuck is that? Because like, I haven't thought about Once Upon a Forest in probably two decades, Yeah, right? And I'm just like, what the fuck was that? And uh yeah, so that was that that reminded me of some fucking traumatizing <laughs> moments. Early 90s early 90s cartoons for children were particularly like horrific. I have to oh, say. Oh yeah, I have to say now they're actually good. Like I, I watch yeah. I, I I watch everything that my daughter watches to make sure it's all you know, mm-hmm. to make sure that shit's not in there basically. <laughs> to make sure that it's not like weird Elsa porn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why you can't, don't, don't, if your kid's on YouTube watching a children's show, don't leave them unattended because it's just going to autoplay into weird Elsa porn. And There's that's... going to be some weird Mpreg stuff. Not you know, hyperbole, it, by the way. That is not hyperbole. There, That is not, I'm pretty sure there's, there's, there's things where Spider-Man is pregnant. Oh, fuck out yeah. there. Yeah. Fill me it's with your hot. spider seed. It's, well, no, no. Fill Spider-Man with your your human seed. Yes, but then he can give did birth you know, into my butt and just fill it with all these little spiders. Did I know what? Did you know that there is a storyline in Spider-Man uh, that takes place in the future where Peter Parker's sperm is uh-huh. irradiated and he gives Mary Jane Watson cancer? <laughs> oh, that went a different way than I thought it was gonna go, but that I like it more. Like, like I'm. Let me see, Mary Jane, Cancer, Spider Man, Spooder Man, Spider Man, Cancer, come. We search differently. Yeah, uh, Spider Man Rain. It was in. Yep, there you go. Uh, uh, it was Earth seventy twenty three seven. Um, but yeah, basically, Spider Man's cum was radioactive. This was in two thousand six, which coincidentally happens to be about the time that I was reading like Spider Man as it was air like issuing, and like I was buying comics. It was fucking weird. Fucking written by Kara Andrews, who also did Iron Fist, Renato Jones, Spider Man, the Marvel Mega vs. Spider Man, Incredible Hulk, X Men, ABCs of Death. Cabin mm-hmm. fever, fever, Patient Zero, and Sniper Assassins, and... I also want to point out that uh, his semen wouldn't be continuously radioactive. That's not how radiation poisoning works. 
No, well, I think the way cum works is you'll get, like, 20, 40 loads, and then it's a new batch. Yeah, so it would... Unless he only came 20, 40 times, and it was only <laughs> into Mary Jane Watson. And even then... um, <laughs> So, moving back to the podcast t- subject. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I thought that that was the extent of the jackalope's provenance, right? Okay. Um, which is part of the reason why it's been so long since I've done this 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 thing, uh, this podcast episode, because I was just like, ah, there's not really a lot to talk about, right? There's a funny story to read. There's a few yeah. funny things, blah 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 blah. So when I was reading for this week's episode and like building, because keep in mind I was originally doing a grab bag. Yeah. Which, by the way, was the what I opened at first. Are you still working on the grab bag? Uh, no. Okay. No, that that was that's the old crab bag. That's gotcha. the old crab bag. Um so uh it turns out that there's more history for the jackalope that be- extends beyond the timeline of Herrick's original gaff and the oldest depiction that I could find and this is like mostly from like people writing about the jackalope and like yeah. talking about like its history and stuff like that. Um and I really don't doubt that there are older depictions of something similar to it, comes from a 1280 CE manuscript produced by Go for it. Zakira Ibn Muhammad al-Khwazani. I'll take um, it. I think that's about it. God, I love a good uh, manuscript. Somewhere in modern-day Wasit, uh, Iraq. It's basically like an illuminated manuscript, but like yeah. the Muslim equivalent of it, right? Um, the Islamic equivalent of it, rather than like the Christian Christianity uh, illuminated manuscript, which I don't know if I ever told you the story, but um, I took art history in my freshman year of college, yeah. and um, I never wanted to see a uh, illuminated manuscript again as long as I could live. I would live because it was about because like it was about a quarter of the the course was looking at what? illuminated manuscripts. That's too much. I had That's enough of it much. in, like, high school when I had to look at that. I was like, boy, hope I never look at this again. <laughs> they, they, there are some fun doodles, but, like, it can get tiring trying to memorize them. Because, like, that's a big part of art history, too, is being able yeah. to identify the piece. See, so, it was a lot. I didn't like them because I had to learn calligraphy at one point, And then, like, mm-hmm. just, I don't, I, I hate, I hate calligraphy. I'll do it for fun sometimes, but I still hate it. And lettering. I have to work on my lettering. I haven't done it in a minute. I'm bad at it. I, my handwriting uh, looks like... Uh, Brandon, how would you describe my handwriting? For fun, sometimes I write letters to people with my left hand to pretend uh-huh. that my daughter wrote them. And my handwriting yeah. with my left hand writing letters is better than your handwriting. Yeah, that's that's about right. That's about right. <laughs> um, my, my notebooks uh, are more or less basically they're in, written in english but you can pretty much consider them code it's it's you might it's you're like if leonardo da vinci just had bad hand, bad handwriting and didn't use any of his other weird shit <laughs> that's my code like, it's just bad handwriting you could you could write a death threat to like the senate and mail it to a newspaper and they'd be like we have to crack this code it's a cipher it, it's a it cipher. would be it would be plausible deniability for sure. Yeah. Um, so uh, this this the the manuscript uh, was roughly translated as "Wonders of Creation," um, and I'm not going to try and read the actual title because it's 
I will fucking ridiculously butcher it. Um, uh, it ha- it has images alongside prose, basically, right? Yeah. Uh, it depicts all manners of creatures, supernatural or otherwise. And according to the description of the Library of Congress, it was one of the most popular books in the Muslim world in its era. And I have a I have a picture of the the page that has a horned hair in it. Um, yeah. so a uni- the depiction. Yes, it is a Una rabbit. So the depiction of the horned rabbit is in fact um, something that's been identified as a drawing of the Almraj, which is a horn, which is literally a horned hare, right? Um, which is a recurrent mythical beast in medieval or Arabic literature, from what I could see. Um, and much like its later descendant, the jackalope, Almraj is said to have a bit of a mean streak with other animals. Um, Having them like like if they see it they flee. Yeah. Uh, in the original text, the Al Mirage, which goes unnamed, so that in the original uh, Al Al uh, uh manuscript, he doesn't give the the creature a name. He just has a picture of it, right? Um, it's said to have been given as a gift to Alexander the Great uh, for slaying a dragon or some form of large serpent in the China Sea. Huh. Now. It's worth noting that this variant, as you mentioned before, only has a single unicorn-like horn, and get this, some people speculate it was a translation error when translating from Greece oh, to yeah. to uh, to Greek to, to is, like, like, you know, yeah, uh, that, Arabic. That's entirely possible. And it turns out that the uh, they change, they might have changed the Greek, the Greek word monoceros uh, which is the Greek word for rhinoceros to hair mirage? Oh uh, yeah, in an Al Al Quasani's manuscript, meaning the Al Mirage might have been in actuality in a rhinoceros that they gave to yeah. Alexander the Great. Way cooler gift. Which, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I mean, a horned rabbit would be a pretty cool gift, like a genuinely horned rabbit. Yeah. So, um, apparently, there's also an even earlier description of the horned rabbit, uh, in the uh, Sir Rangama Sutra, which is a Buddhist sutra, which uh, for those of you who don't know, is like a collection of a more uh, aphorisms, right? So like a bunch of like one-off things that are just like, like uh, uh, it's like the shower thoughts that memes. Yeah, it's basically a book of shower thoughts or philosoraptors. Yeah. Um. So the the actual like origin of the book is unknown. Like it doesn't have like a known provenance, and it's likely apocryphal. But keep in mind, this is apocryphal in 705 CE China, not yeah. apocryphal in 1991, right? So uh, an even earlier description of the horn rabbit appears in this, uh, and the quote the the the, the like aphorism that it's in is the Buddha said to An- Ananda. Um, you say that the mind is aware, the mind with its aware nature that perceives and makes discriminations is not located anywhere at all. Everything existed in the world consists of space, the waters, and the land, the creatures that fly and walk, and all external objects. Would your non-attachment also exist? If it did not exist, would it would be the same as a fur on a tortoise or horns on a rabbit. Just what would that non-attachment be? So basically, there's a reference to a horned rabbit. Yeah. And- in a sutra um right i should also note that this is not the author alleging that the horned rabbit exists it does point to the concept that there is a recurrent myth motif throughout human history though right that's like the that's the that's the thrust of this this is not like a thing that uh basically jackalopes 
the, the idea of the jackalope didn't come into existence fully formed in 1934. Yeah, it right? wasn't just like a guy um, at a bar in Wisconsin. It was, it, it, it's been out there. The question of whether or not how much he had seen of this thing existing is another yeah. question, right? Like, I don't think he just, like, I don't think he saw the Almirage. Because keep in mind, this is 1934, Wisconsin. So, like, uh, <laughs> no, famous is. Famous Islamic literature is not going to just be, you know, easily accessible. Yeah, it's not just like it's not in the in the community library. It's not just hanging out there. No, no. This is this is not like something that you'll just find. Yeah. Um but a more familiar iteration of the horned rabbit begins showing up in the fifteen hundreds, um, in European depictions. And I, I want you to remember fifteen hundreds are somewhat significant. Right, because uh, 16th century, we the Europeans finally go to the Americas and start fucking ruining everything. Yeah. Um. So that's important to remember for later. Just just keep that in mind. Um. So here they give the horned rabbit the scientific name Lepus cornus cornitus. Okay. Cornutus. Horn. Yeah. Oh God, it's it's literally cornutus. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> um, literally horned rabbit. Rabbit. The oldest depiction I could find uh, of the jackalope-like horned rabbit is on plate forty-seven of yeah. the nineteen of the fifteen seventy-five tome, Animalia Quadrupedia et Reptilia uh, Terra, which is roughly uh, quadrupedal animals and reptiles Earth. Um, so the creature would uh, actually frequently appear in zoological encyclopedias and resemble the modern day antelope in these these encyclopedias. So I have two from here, right? Um, the first one is from the Animalia quadrupedia, and then the second one uh, I think was from another like collection of like zoo- zoological drawings from like fifteen something yeah. or another. Or when are we going to get a jackalope Pokemon? It, we're we're well past due for that. Uh, there's lots of like fan made. There's a Jack Jack Deary is a fan made one, but there's no like official. Come on, like they got to do it. Do they not have a jackalope? Like I feel like there's gotta be something, right? Nothing comes to mind. We got we got Zumaril, which okay. We got Lopunny, which is the fuckable rabbit. We got Bunnelby. We got Diggersby. We got Score Bunny and all of its evolutions. Huh? Yeah, you're right. Cowards. Cow. Absolute cowards. Cowards. Come cowards. Fucking Dan Pokemon in your high tower. Do you remember? Okay, you remember Black and White? Yes. The Pokemon game. Um, Do you remember there was a mythical Pokemon named Victini? Victini. Which one? I'd have to see a picture. Hang on. So that's like uh, it's it's like a little red and oh yes 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 like tan I would say right yeah it's like a squirrel with a V on its head pretty much um so you the way you got that keep keep in mind for like you know Pokemon Black and White set in basically New York City right half Um, the Pokemon are literal garbage yeah there it's it's New York City (laughs) um so. You remember that, yeah. and um, basically, you would get Victini uh, off of the uh, off of Ellis Island, right? Yeah, is the way that you originally get Victini. Um, well, the the Pokemon equivalent of Ellis Island, yeah. right? 
Um, which you know, Manhattan area, right? Right. Yeah. Very important. Very important. Um, for what I'm about to say. So, um, the Pokemon Black entry for it in the Pokedex says this Pokemon brings victory. It is said that trainers with Victini will always win, regardless of the type of encounter. All right. Uh huh. The white entry for it is uh it it creates an unlimited supply of energy inside its body which it shares with those who touch it oh hell and then black and white too says when it shares infinite energy it creates the bet being's entire body will be overflowing with power now brandon yes it's set in manhattan Uh uh-huh and it's talking about a creature or a thing that produces near infinite energy. Okay. And brings victory. Yes. What else came, what else came out of Manhattan? Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's where you're going to go with it? Yes, I'm drawing I'm I'm drawing hang on. I'm drawing a blank. So, uh if you recall, uh, the Manhattan Project, yes, came from Manhattan, and it created something that arguably brought victory. Oh, wait a and minute! And produced an infinite supply of wait energy. Wait a minute! Goddamn Celebi, not Celebi, fucking Victini. Victini. I'm pretty like I think some people are talking about like there's a there's a theory that exists uh, that Victini is based on the nuclear bomb. Well, the like giant thing. V on its forehead looks like an inverse of the Manhattan Project logo because it had a giant A. Mm. I'm gonna. That's my yeah. conspiracy theory. So, so this is this is of course like a thing. Uh, um, this is this is like a thing that like it's a it's a fan theory. Like nobody yeah. like actually. Th- there's no confirmed fact that it is. That's still. That's still. It's it's pretty it's pretty like there are some people who are like very very uh like it's a fan theory right it's but a really it's, easy magic eye it's an easy one it's an easy like it's not like you're jumping to a crazy conclusion right? yeah um but yeah 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 so so Victini might be an atom bomb have fun with that <laughs> um. So, returning to the jackalope, uh, the scientific community uh, seemed to accept the existence of the creature, uh, but they also believed in the lamb of Tartary at this time. So, like that says a lot. Yeah, right. Like this is this is seventeenth century, sixteenth century time. Um, in the seventeenth century, Brandon, depictions of another creature began to crop up. This time, in the form of the Wolpertinger. The Wolpertinger was typically found in the forests and pubs of Bavaria. Uh, It was a combination of all manner of woodland creatures, although the most common depiction uh, includes the head of a rabbit, the body of a squirrel, and the the antlers of a deer, and the wings of a pheasant. Uh, Sometimes the legs as well. Uh, Wolpertinger also has its own lore, particularly around its capture. And Brandon, this is fucking unhinged. They failed to mention, one, it's got fangs, and two, it looks like... It like if you're in a forest, it would just walk up to you, bipedal, and just mm-hmm. be like, "Witness me," and then just it, hand you a sidearm and be like, "I can't do it myself." 
<laughs> well, no, that's the next one. That's not th- this one is not <laughs> the first one is not that I will say the okay. first one that I got in here. The first one looks a very much like Benicula's son. Yeah, it is does. the vibe it I get. Does look like Benicula, very very much yeah. Benicula vibes. Um, the the second one, which we'll get to, like I don't scroll down yet. I won't. Let, let's finish. Let's finish this discussion before we let's finish this this the story before we move to the second picture because the second picture I had the feeling is going to take all the oxygen out of the room. Um, so the best way to catch a Wolpertinger, according to legend, is to be a beautiful young woman or in the company of one. Since Wolpertingers have a weakness for female beauty, uh-huh. the woman should go out into a forest at night where the moon is full and find a secluded nook, nook where a Wolpertinger is likely to be. Hopefully the creature the will... kind of story I like, like, Listen, like, there's this creature. It's super rare. Listen, li- listen. Oh, listen. Next one's on me. But the only way you can find it is if got to go out back. Show me your tits. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> what happens. <laughs> Hopefully, the creature will soon reveal itself. When it does, the woman should expose her breasts. <laughs> this will instantly call the wo- cause the wolfentinger to fall into a stupor, allowing it to be easily bagged. Yeah, I uh, 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 I see why this one exists. Yeah, it. so the thing that they don't mention is the, the Wolpertinger has a, a penis the size of its body, so what ends up happening is it gets horny, and then all the blood goes to the penis, and it dies for a second there. <laughs> um, but, but Brandon, yes. just scroll down a little bit more. Is this the that's same not creature? The only- this is the same creature. This is also a Wolpertinger. Oh, good. That, that one. That, that one. That one does something different. That is. That's a sleep paralysis demon. That's the kind of creature you wake up and it's jacking off. It's standing over you, jacking off. It's about the size oh, of 100%. a beaver. But it also has a knife in its hand and it's going, I can't come unless I'm almost dead. And it's taking your hand in its hands and slowly <laughs> forcing you to stab the knife into it. And you you just woke up and you don't even know what's happening. That's yeah, you have no fucking clue. That's what this shit looks like. This this looks like a fourth grader tried taxidermy and just ate half the glue. Yeah, so it's got like these weird horns. It's got like deer's ears. The head, I think, is a duck's head, maybe? But flat and it looks like someone sat on it. Yeah, it, this this thing looks like it's been through like a wood chipper and then put back together. Um, it it looks like it looks like it was cremated, but it didn't take. <laughs> <laughs> it it's definitely it definitely that's the one that walks up to you in a forest and is looking for a mercy kill. Yes, one hundred percent. Um, yeah, it looks like it's painful. Like if this thing ever existed, it looks like it would be a legitimate pain to exist. <laughs> Like, like, physical pain anytime it moves. All it does is try to stand in front of cars in the freeway and they keep swerving, and that just really increases its depression. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> they don't even want, they don't even want to hit them with a the car. No. Um, which makes it, it's, it's baffling how they've, they've stayed alive as a species. That, that's the reason why the squonk is sad. <laughs> like... <laughs> It does have real squonk energy, though. Yeah. Um, you know, the squonk sees it and it's like, you know what? I'm actually fine now. I'm actually kind of beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Funny story, squonk was originally going to be in this episode, but then I found all this shit on the jackalope. Oh, nice. Um, So 
Things get even more interesting as we get closer to the year the Herricks made their original jackalope. So okay. 20 years prior, uh, something that looks like a dead ringer for the jackalope appears in Ernest Thompson Seton's book, uh, Life Histories of Northern Animals, an Account of the Mammals of Manitoba. This was 1909. Um, specifically, there is a figure 181 on page 671 in the section regarding prairie hares in the 1909 edition. Okay. Um, I have a link to that exact page in the show notes, I think. Yeah. Um, so it really does look pretty, pretty dead on. Yeah. And like that was sure. like the first thing that I saw. And I'm just like, wait, is there more to this? Um, that was like the thing. Like originally, this was the first thing I was talking about, but yeah. then I restructured it so it was better story. Um, so the section image, the image appears in, is talking about the diseases of the prairie hare. Uh-huh. So it's important to note. Just riddled talk- with chlamydia. It is also a sexually transmitted disease. What? Uh, so. Rabbits with horns are frequently found in the drier region of the West. These horns are a disease said to be a sort of growth caused by the irritant powder of a skin mite. I had seen several cottontails so afflicted and had heard of black-tailed jacks that were horny, so that I was not surprised to learn that L.G. Fisher of Chicago had a horned prairie hare in his collection. He courteously permitted me to make the accompanying sketch, figure 181, but the specimen was in a sealed case so that I could not complete the examination. The growth seemed to be of real horn and had no resemblance to the growths I had seen hitherto on rabbits. Huh. So, um, like, this is the first, like, legitimate explanation, like, description of a horned rabbit that I was able to yeah. find in their history. Because, um, like, this is a person who's approaching this from a, like, purely, like, I'm documenting this thing. This yeah. is a thing that I like have legitimately seen. It seems to be authentic, etc. Um, in actuality, Brandon, we know the source of these groups. It's called the Shope uh, Papilloma Virus. Huh. Um, and effectively, these growths are keratinous car- carcinomas, which is basically warts, oh, yeah, more yeah, or yeah. less. But they get uh, hard. Yes. They typically grow on or near the head of the rabbit. Um, and they can look like horns or teeth. Um, coincidentally, the virus was first described by American virologist Richard Shop, the namer, uh, Shope, in 1933, either a year before or a year after the creation of the first jackalope. And oh. I honestly don't think that the Herricks ever knew, like, didn't, I don't think that they saw this picture. Yeah. Right. Um, and there's a picture of a, a rabbit with the Shope papilloma those get virus much bigger than i would have assumed yeah um basically what ends up happening is if they start to grow the growths on their head they <clears throat> stop being able to eat because they start interfering with their ability to eat yeah. like, especially if it's coming out of the mouth um also i'm pretty sure one of my pet rabbits growing up had a like had this huh yeah or something like it yeah anywho so there is a code to the story of the jackalope and the show papilloma virus um the virus uh, is actually used as a surrogate preclinical model for high-risk human papillomavirus infections. Okay. To simplify, Brandon, not only did we get part of the jackalope lore from the virus, but the HP vaccine. Nice. HPV vaccine. Yeah. Hell so yeah. I think that this is like, with the exception of maybe like Megalodon, uh, is like one of the few Cryptopedia episodes where the cryptid actually 
sort of somewhat sort had of, yeah. scientific impacts that are significant. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. Very it's weird. weird. But yeah, that's that's everything I got on the Jackalope. It was a little bit of a shorter episode this week. Um but yeah, I it the Jackalope's fucking wild. It's weird. Um I just thought it was I literally thought from from like I thought I was gonna finish this section out being like Honestly, whatever. It's 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 yeah. just some dude fucking around, right? Like I, I I have no idea what else this could be. Um That's honestly what I would have assumed going into this. Yeah, yeah. well that's what it that's why it took me so long to do this, is because I was just like, it's it's just some dude fucking around with taxidermy, right? Like, yeah. Like it's not it's not that like big of a deal. Like what am I gonna talk about here, right? It's like Oh, people drew things with horns. But there's there seems to be like legitimate stuff in it. Also, the show papillomavirus is uh endemic to the United States. Oh. Which um remember how I said that uh the Wolpen Tinger started appearing in the into in the 1500s or yeah. 17th century rather? Um yeah, yeah. So that's that's like kind of lined up with uh America like like people bringing shit back from America, so maybe yeah. some Rabbits with the show papillomavirus came back and like you know who knows Propagated. who the fuck knows yeah. huh. who the fuck knows who the fuck knows um but yeah so that's the that's the jackalope it's a interesting story yeah very much so yeah uh but that's all i got for this week brandon so um i guess we'll do pluggables so yeah. uh as always, the website is CryptopediaCast.com. Our Instagram is at CryptopediaCast. Twitter is also at CryptopediaCast. Um, our email is CryptopediaCast at gmail.com or us at CryptopediaCast.com. We have the YouTube, which is YouTube slash Cryptopedia. This is an old version of the show notes. And don't read those jackalopes because I'm not sure if those are our jackalopes. Gotcha. Okay. Which is, uh, I probably should have, you know... I probably should have looked into who the jackalopes were for the episode that is literally about the jackalope. The, the I have I made a template for these a while back, and I still every time forget to go back and update the template to the most current. Mm-hmm. It's Me it's too. the easiest thing and the thing that I do the least. Yep, 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 yeah. yep. Because that requires you know I I wrote two thousand words about the jackalope, but that that. That's too much. Work. You you wrote you wrote two thousand five hundred and fifty seven words about the jackalope. To be fair, there was a to be fair, a lot of that was quotes. Eh, still. Where is? Oh, okay. I'm in the account section of Patreon. Oh man, I'm in the account section. Okay, this relationship manager. Here we go. This is this is this is what people pay us money for. These these moments where we spend uh, time looking into which people paid us money. Yeah, but they keep the website running. They do keep That's the, why you do can keep download us, this. They do keep us hosted. Um, <laughs> so uh, our jackalopes include Will Smith, Bushcraft, Kelso, Kelso. Wow, Kelso. I am Kelso. Um, Lenwood S. Sharp, who, uh, if my memory is correct, is the one who's running the, Lund- the Lumberwoods website. Indeed, you are correct. Uh, Bird Schneider. Marty Von Party. Um, yeah. Those are our jackalopes. Hell yeah. <clears throat> you got... 
You go. You go. Oh, yeah, your oh, thing. Oh, oh, my Migo. Migo now. Migo. Yeah, okay. Uh, as always, rate, review, subscribe. Send in your monsters requests and stories. We had a couple new um, monster requests hit the Discord. I forget if I added them to my my running, my ongoing list of things yet, but I'll have to go back and double check. Um, you can find me on Instagram at donkey underscore hands. My website is boyerb.com. My email is Brendan at cryptopediacast.com. Uh, my Twitter is at Crypto Brandon, my thread or whatever that new one is doesn't exist. Um, yeah. What thread? What's oh. the the meta one? Oh, I haven't. I I honestly I haven't been paying any fucking attention, Brandon. I am. I don't know. I I'm like slowly phasing out of Twitter too because I I'm reaching the point where I'm just going to like disconnect from everything forever. There's I've just turned into an old man where now I'm just like ah you kids in your apps. Like, pretty much the only things I do now are pay attention to what Transformers are coming out, um, and, uh, what Magic the Gathering cards are coming out. Yeah. Which is fair, to be honest. That's like 90% of what I do. Well, to be fair, paying attention to what Magic the Gathering cards are coming out is like a full-time job at this point, because they publish so much shit. Um, anywho, uh, I'm, uh... At inst- on Instagram at me2057, which is probably the most place I'm most active anymore. My Twitter is at JF Dunham. My website is johndunhamgames.com. And my email is john at I also forgot to mention uh, if you enjoy the podcast, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff, and send any monster requests or stories you got our way. Yep. Our art was done by Tom Hill. You could find him on Instagram at Thomas Michael Hill. His website is greatergloryco.com. And his email is tommikehill at gmail.com. Also, we have a we have merch. We do have a now. merch. Etsy.com slash store slash cryptopedia merch. Yeah, we've got which... we got Mothman stuff, we got our logo stuff, we've got another one in the works mm-hmm. that will be done eventually. We've got the solid gold strap on that we're working on. It's Oof. it's it takes some effort. It's gonna be a while. Don't Imagine worry, like but... a Bigfoot themed bad dragon. That's what mm-hmm. we're going for. It's it's like the humbler. We're taking inspiration from the humbler, but like taking it to the next level. The hard thing is finding a material for the fur that's easily washable. You don't want anything mm. sticking to it. That's the difficult part. Yeah. It really, really is. Like, man, you do you know how many suppliers we've had to go through already developing this product? A lot, and nylon doesn't work as well as you would think. We're trying to figure out if the, if there's like a, a Torlon almost material to uh, I. Yeah. I, I'm still saying we should try Kevlar. Ooh, we could, we could, yeah. Because, like, then you get the added benefit of of it being slightly bolt resistant. So you just got that, you got that thing up inside you, yeah. right? And then that one spot, you just point the spot that it entered you towards the thing that's threatening you. And not only does it, it, it not only is it an act of dominance, right? Yeah. Like, facts. Cause like if you're if you're if you have something up inside you and you just point it at someone, it's like Jesus fucking Christ, what are you doing to me? Yeah. But also, Kevlar protection. Yes. Most importantly, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. And it's fire resistant. So, <laughs> you know, things get too hot down there, you're you're clear. Don't worry. There's the common issue that I have. I should probably get that checked mm-hmm. out. Yeah, yeah. If you're not a fan of of lube, you know. No, absolutely not. Gross. I just like it dry. 
Right, exactly. I use uh, dry and teethy. Exactly, exact. That's why I use my chalk for weightlifting. On it, it's really dries stuff out. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure you you feel every every centimeter. There's if it's motion. not coated in magnesium, I don't want to feel it. It's extra grippy. God damn it. Um. Anywho, this has been Cryptopedia, uh, a podcast where we give bad advice about sex toys. Absolutely. Um, I'm John. I'm Brandon. And things are going to get weird. Oh, no. I'm just imagining someone, like, chalking up before sex. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like, like, like the, like, Olympics of sex, and it's like, actually what they're doing is, uh, they're holding the person up with their penis, but, like, not, like, elevated, like, but, like, body facing down, and there's, like, a slat, and the penis is there, and the grip strength.